Short game-wise, yes, I can. Long game-wise, no. No, I have not. He's talking the long game. They played the long game. The long game. They gotta play the long game. They played the long game. They're experienced and they played the long game. game is back all right long game pod is back it's been a little bit of a hiatus there's a lot happening we're trying to get our bearings <laughs> is it back <laughs> i don't know we're back? gonna find out we're gonna find out so hold on first of all i haven't seen you in two weeks uh you're supposed to be home you were on a on a family trip not a vacation there's a distinction between a family trip and a vacation and your your flight your flight got delayed six times what happened uh so there was two inches of snow at logan airport <laughs> the Sunday we were flying home. So they delayed us from Sunday to Tuesday. And we were flying out of Sarasota. Wanted us to go from Ta- Sarasota to Tampa, which is an hour away, sure. to LaGuardia, then home. So we're like, that's not going to happen. This will probably get delayed again. Sure enough, windstorm delays us till the next day, Wednesday. I just kept walking by the front desk every day of this hotel we were staying. And I was like, DJ Khaled, like, ka-ching, like, another, please, another night, another night. <laughs> Same thing, car rental. Oh, my God. <laughs> That set me back. That was a golf trip in itself the last four days there, but two very young kids. What do you mean a golf trip? Already a long, long trip got delayed until about two weeks. It was, I was ready to be home, but luckily got home. And what was waiting for us, Dave? The stomach bug. The stomach bug. Now you went through this a few weeks ago, right? We went through something. Yeah. I haven't had, we haven't had the knock on wood. We haven't had the stomach bug um, yet. I mean, we've had it in years past and. This is this is like a rite of passage. My sister has a kid. He's one. And I think they used to think we were crazy because we'd be like, oh, we can't go to this thing. Like our kids are sick or like, don't, don't come over. Our kids are sick. And then now that they have a kid, it's literally every other week there is some some type of virus. Um, I it's think the one, built- it's that cliche that like you hear before you have kids, like, oh, you're gonna be sick every week. And you really can't understand it till you you have kids. It's it's insane. I, I don't remember being this sick as a kid. I don't remember my parents really ever being sick, but it is unbelievable. It's a different generation. They were they were probably sick and and just nobody <laughs> rub some dirt on it. Yeah, yeah, rub, rub some dirt on it. With with the stomach bug, I was thinking like putting aside all terminal illnesses and terrible things. As far as like daycare stuff. No, that's it's number one, right? It's number one. It's number one. It's not even close. It's just it's uh it's complete it's complete chaos. And then there's like the you're just like retching. You're just like literally like I think I would die right. I I'd be okay with dying right now in this moment <laughs> when it's when it's going on. And yeah. then um the worst that well no worst is being sick. But then the the other the other part for me is when. I just get in my head about it, which is like if one of the kids has it, oh, I'm just sick. sitting there and I'm like, man, am I not okay? Am I okay or am I not okay right now? So I was, our <laughs> first to go down was the baby. Um, but the babies throw up all the time, but this was kind of out of the out of the Different. But I was the first like, you know, you know, non-baby to get it, which is kind of a blessing. And you're kind of in this unique position where you're just looking around and you're like, oh, who's next? And <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is so terrifying when you're on the other side of that. Like, especially if it's someone like maybe not in your family, but you spent like six hours with, you're like, oh God. And for like three yeah. days, you're just yeah. like, what is that? What is that feeling? But yeah, I will say the closest, the closest we've, we've been to this is we went to Disney last year and my wife and I, Leah, we, we each got food. We both got food poisoning on our oh. first night there. Oh, 
the first night in Disney in a hotel and it might as well have been the stomach bug. And I just, I wanted someone to come pick us up. I needed to go home. It was- And, and your kids understood, right? They, they weren't like, we got to go to this once in a lifetime park, right? 6.30 and they were like, I'm hungry. Where's my iPad? And we, my, we were just like, oh, it's impossible. Yeah. We, we, ended, we ended up getting it together and, and walking around. Um, you said that it was a golf trip for the last four days. Was that a joke or did you get to play no, golf? No, I mean, it was the, uh, from a monetary standpoint, it was about, <laughs> the, it was about the cost, just the- <laughs> Hotels uh, don't give you a break because your flight got delayed. Yeah, there wasn't a there wasn't like a deal from that. Well, nope, no. Nope. And did you play any golf in Florida? I did. I played uh, twice. Oh yeah, you you played twice. one. You played one round. We talked to Kyle Porter. One Man, round. You you were down there for so <laughs> so long so long ago. I was down there for so long. I got rained out twice on rounds. <laughs> it rained. Uh, my friends are giving me shit now because I was very vocally complaining the entire time to them, just venting. Uh, like just being stuck in this hotel room for two weeks or yeah, we were tough. in a few different just, places, but, and they were giving me shit like, Oh yeah, it's snowing here. It's like, it's 30 degrees. Like we, we don't, I'm like, this is, I would gladly shuffle every single one of your driveways to be home at that moment. But it was like, it, I think it rained eight or nine days out of 14. The last two days we were under tornado warnings. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun, but we're All right, back. so you we're and on. I, we're gonna, we're just gonna chat. We're gonna chat today. We're, we're, we got a, a bunch of awesome feedback about the Kyle Porter interview, and so Casey and I are working on. We want to bring on, we want to bring on more guests. I think like we love talking about golf, but just with our lives and schedules, and it's very tough to do like a recap show. Like everybody else that does the recap show, like you gotta, you gotta really watch all. You gotta watch a lot of the golf, and then be able to do that podcast on a Sunday night or first thing Monday. And it's just going to be tough for us to do that. But we love talking about like the world of golf with other people. And we got such awesome response. Like we, we had so much fun talking with Dave Jankowski, with Kyle Porter. We have some good guests coming up. Um, John, Shor John Sherman, who, who's a great follow on, uh, on, on Twitter. He writes this book called, pract uh, he writes this blog called Practical Golf. He wrote a great book last year called The Four Foundations of Golf. He's, um, He's like a golf coach, but not a swing instructor. He talks a lot about like on-course strategy and how to get better. And I've, I've enjoyed follow, following him for a long time. I, it was kind of one of those things similar to Kyle Porter. I go to Twitter. I go to DM this guy. I'm like, wait, he follows me. Why does he follow me? So I DM'd him and, and he said he's more than happy to come on the show. Um, you and I, you, you've sent me a bunch of like interesting people around golf brands. And so I'm excited about future stuff but i think it's worth just just letting people know and then you know in in between you're just gonna have me and casey just being friends and and talking about golf and i think i think that's it's gonna be fun um and my my primary uh, care physician is gonna join us at the end of the or my doctor's gonna join us perfect even though there's nothing here, like uh, that's the other thing when your kids are when the kids are this age like i remember we would go to the you know doctor's office with them every week and the doctor would be like i don't know what you want me to tell you like there's <laughs> there's nothing we can yeah. give them this is just how it is it's like okay yep. great thank you for that um have you have you watched any did you watch any of the golf we we had some texts like the last two two tournaments but did you at least get to watch some of the golf recently yeah i guess we were we recorded kyle right before the century right so before capalua yeah i watched that and i got to tell you something i'm listening i'm listening to some of these other podcasts i'm listening to some other podcasts i'm not going to name names Maybe because we're new, but these guys are so hard on, they're, they're so hard on what, what they determine as high quality golf. Like this is too many birdies. That was so fucking fun to watch. I had, I, I enjoyed watching Kapalua. 
th- it was a great ending. You had Chris Kirk, Thagala, Spieth. They were in the mix. It was a birdie fest. I don't know how, like, I get the rollback discussions, but some of these guys are so, like, angry about I'm like, how is that not fun for the average casual fan? That was a blast to watch. What's your point of view on that? Yeah, no, I, I love watching that. That's, like, a very unique course that I, I don't think about throughout the year until that week, and I kind of remember it right away when I see it. Just kind of the downhill dog like it sets up perfectly for chris kirk's game which is why well just it doesn't it give you it gives me vibes of like watching golf in high school it's like that first kind of weekend school is back you're uh it's in it's an in-between weekend with football and playoff like the playoffs haven't started yet like i always feel like that was on like and it's at night i feel like i'd watch that sunday night yeah and maybe i'm wrong about this but i feel like tiger used to play it all the time too he did uh so so it was a big like his his first tournament of the year obviously there was some Um, insane i don't know what year it was but there was some insane like six hole playoff with tiger and ernie Els, right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it, this is also the tournament where it seems like every year they threaten to to break the the four round the score, scoring yeah. record so yeah. i think jt won it a few years ago and somebody maybe even lowered it since but uh fun to watch i wish there was like i wish rory i'd love to see rory on this course i think it he would be bombs away it'd be really cool to see but they did have a pretty good field um and Kisner's debut was pretty good, I thought. Um, oh, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Yes, I thought he was awesome. Yeah, I thought he scratched that itch of exactly what you and I have talked about, where he almost felt like, you know how we've said, like, oh, we wish there was a channel where you could hear like players talk with their caddies? He was like awesome at those little anecdotes. Like, he knew the players well. He, you know, he gave those little like golf nerdy insights. I don't think that stuff is going to be interesting to like the more casual golf fan or somebody who doesn't really watch you know isn't into golf as a as a player but i thought he definitely as my kids would say filled my bucket um with that yeah i thought he was great i agree i think uh the stuff like the the scotty putting stuff or even the the speed <laughs> yes, okay. putt, like that's so cool because i think he he said on, on the speed speed had what like a three footer that he, he took 10 minutes on and missed but kisner said something like these are the ones we make them putt when we're playing for money or something like that. Like you, you don't get that from anyone usually. It's no, just and, a cool and he insight. said something. He, he knew he was going to miss that. And then, and then, um, after he missed that three footer, he made a he made another one. And the next one, he said, "All right, Jordan, just go go line up there and, and bang it in the hole." And it's like, okay, that's kind of something you'd say to somebody on the course. Uh, I I'm obsessed with the watching Spieth on the short putts now. I don't know why my my golf fandom has just been you know MIA, but I I went down a, a deep hole watching Spieth's no look three yeah. footers it's incredible right it makes a lot of sense to me yeah i don't know if i would i want i, I want to go mess around but it makes a lot of sense you have also, to you have to that's one of those terrible things that an amateur like a new golfer could pick up and could be very very disastrous <laughs> because that's something you have to intentionally do if you're yeah. just starting to like well i'm going to start because yeah. that, that's a bad way to teach bad. Yeah, one of the well, worst you habits be, you can get as a young golfer is picking your head up or looking at You got to be locked in like with your stroke and know you're going to hit it in the same place every time to not exactly. look at the hole and hit that yeah. putt. You um, have to put as we, much time. Can in. we talk about the the Scheffler thing for for a minute though? Like I agree with you that was great, but don't you think someone has looked at that? <laughs> like like What do you mean? All, like someone's tried to correct that? Yes, like that's probably not the issue. Like I'm sure Kisner, like this is the thing about golf. There's usually multiple, there's multiple things that could be right or wrong. And so it just seemed, it it seemed absurd to me. Maybe it's true. I'm not knocking Kisner at all. Like Kev, if you're listening to this podcast, but like 
all everyone's talked about for the last six six months is Scotty's putting. He has a putting coach. He he obviously he's the best player in the world. He's he's clearly he's changing putters. He's working on something. You don't think that this that this guy would have noticed that and they would have worked on that? Like Kevin Kisner sees it on TV and they're going to go fix that. That kind of was like I, I'm, I'm sure I he's looking he at said, that. I don't know if someone brought that up on the broadcast and he had this response, or if I saw him on a podcast or an interview somewhere else since, and someone brought that exact point up to him saying like don't you think someone's pointed that out to him and i think his response was uh anyone can point out something to someone but if you're not listening to the advice so he kind of inferred that maybe scotty's not just like it's not as intense like maybe it's he's he just feels comfortable doing that i forget where i saw it but it was that exact point but yeah yeah you would think that it's it could be that subconscious thing that takes over when you're on the course and you don't even know that that's happening right like alignment can get so out of whack yeah, and especially like the putting is so much different than every other putter golf, but he does everything else so well that it's hard to probably be like, I'm not, I'm, you know, like when you're in a rhythm, he's always striping the ball, but then when you get to the green, you probably just result back to the same habits that you've had because those habits are the ones that when you're in the course are why you're succeeding so much. So I don't know. It's the, 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 all the stats that people have been talking about in the last few weeks about just how bad his putting is, but really how good every other part of his game. It's just crazy. I'm sure you've seen all that stuff. Then last week, um, last week was the Sony watched a little bit, watched a little bit of that. I caught the playoff at the end. Um, I love watching golf this time of year. I don't, I don't know much about Grayson Murray. Do you know any, do you know anything about him? No, I just know we've got back to back, uh, recovering alcoholic champions on the tour trend, Chris Kirk and, and him. That's that is true. Uh, I think Chris Chris Kirk. It's been like almost a decade, and Grayson mm. Murray. It's been a it's been a new thing. Yeah, no, I love thing. I love watching Chris Kirk hit the ball, hit just get up there and absolutely just sling a draw. It's wow. weird because a draw, it's okay if you get up there and you sling a huge draw. It's okay if you move it the other way. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, that's a slice. You're never gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're never gonna survive that. The delicate balance. Let's let's put a. Uh, Let's put a bow in, or a pin in that for um, Chris Kirk at Augusta, and that we'll see. That's that's a place you got to hit a lot of a lot of cuts. Let's see how he fares there. I mean, there are a lot of draw shots there too, but that course, uh, the century set up so perfectly for him. Just to go back on Chris Kirk for a second, I I, I want to like remind myself of a course I know that requires a lot of All right. tight draw shots. Like, let's see how he does. Yeah, it does does kind of seem like you can just stand up there and I mean, just have sorry, cut shots. Sling one. Um, yeah. Any guess at how much Chris Kirk has made playing golf? Oh, God. Um, this is a longevity thing. I'm going to say probably $22 million. Wow, dude. Very, very good. 21.7. Oh, I almost <laughs> said 21. I mean, that's that's what's crazy about this game that I don't think a lot of people understand. This guy's won six times. He's made $21 million playing golf. It also makes sense why so many of the guys from like the eighties and nineties are speak so like poorly of the game now. They're, yeah, they're so, so mad. mad. It's like this guy won, you know, I don't I don't know an actual name. There's a lot like, of that in the know. NBA too. Like yeah. Barkley and those guys have a lot of angst yeah, for yeah. the guys now that are making more money just, they ever made. Let me like, just um give me a name. Give me a name here. Okay. <laughs> Here's a good one for you. Oh, like a nineties guy? Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino, career earnings. Oh my! 1.3 million dollars. No way. Well, how, Swear. Well, how long was the the career? 322 events. Wow! I bet he made more on the uh, on the senior tour. 
Yeah. He made, then there's another article that says he has a net worth of, of 50 million. Uh, and then there's another, okay, Lee Trevino. It also makes nine. sense why why um, Gary Player is like a walking billboard. <laughs> why, why, why Gary Player hates any diversity and, and women and <laughs> anything that's going to impact. And his son is hawking shit left and right. Yeah. <laughs> He's a PXG guy. Uh, all right, so. Speaking so, of oh, which, hey, you, did, you yeah. didn't comment on my new poster in the background Hold on. here. I went on I an indie day buying spray. Okay, got it. I didn't comment there yet. Is that Tom Watson? No, that is. You made me do a double take. That's Tom Who Kite. Who is that? That's Tom Kite? Oh, yeah. Well, aren't they the same those, those Coke bottle glasses? Aren't they the same? I bought this on eBay. It was like 17 bucks. It said autographs. I was like, yeah, right. I, I can't tell. It's signed, but I can't tell if it's like part of the print or if it's if it's a Sharpie or not from like 1982. Um, and I see I see uh, Alan Shipnuck's book, Phil. Did you read it or did you just take it from your dad's like library and put it in your office? It's just a background uh, thing right now. I, I had intentions. I brought it on my uh, vacation, but shocking, I didn't find a lot of downtime to read. So I want to talk to you about that because I, re- I read that I read that book as I've talked about. And then I went right into his next book, which came out this fall, which is about Liv. And I feel like at first I was like, oh, I've heard enough about Liv. I'm not sure I'm going to read this book. I just got it. I like to read something before I go to bed. I'm I'm like 10 pages into this book. I sent you a screenshot the other day. So we don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but I need to say this to you. Right in the beginning of the book, there's a story about a couple of anonymous tour pros go a couple of years ago to go play in this Saudi, you know, inter- Saudi Invitational or whatever that is. They, or maybe it was at the Centurion, some, some, other, some other European tour, world tour event. Side note. Do you know what DP World Tour means? Oh, this is an impromptu title sponsor challenge. I I don't. You don't, right? I didn't know either. I didn't know either. I thought DP World Tour meant like World Tour and like DP was something, right? DP World is the name of the company and it is like this. It's the Saudi company and it's the biggest company in the world. Oh, well, that makes a whole lot of sense why they're so, in Dubai every few weeks. DP World is an Emirati multinational logistics company based in Dubai. It specializes in cargo logistics, port terminal operations, maritime services, and free trade zones. And this was they, just a Europe, European tour, correct? It was this, the European tour. A couple of years ago, they bought yeah. they they own, they bought the naming rights. They do they're they do ten and a half billion dollars in revenue each year, and they have 101,000 employees. So I'm just like, whoa, there's so many deeper threads here. I just thought it was like, it's the world tour, but DP is, so I didn't know that. And that, and that, like tracing Saudi ties too, like that's why Rory always plays in those Saudi events, which is another hilarious element to the whole saga because they, I think they gave him his first sponsor exemption when he was like, I don't know, 16 or something. So he's always had, I think he even said he lived in Dubai for like four or five years, Rory. Insane. So, okay. Go ahead. There's so many things. And then, the top five revenue companies in the world are number one, Walmart, number two, Amazon, number three, Saudi Aramco. Mm-hmm. Do you know who run, do you know who's the chairman of Saudi Aramco? Is it Prince bin Salomon, whatever his no, name? No, it's this guy, y- y- Yasser. Who's oh yeah, 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 that's right. TV with Jay Monahan. Yeah. yeah so yes, this yes, is yes, nuts. Yes. This is, this goes, even, this is so nuts. It's not just... I'm technically right, but yes, you're correct. He is on the um, title head as, as okay. The so, so the guy owns the company. So, so the prince, the prince right, owns okay. the company, but Yasser's He's like calling on all the, the shots on the board, which is yes, nuts. Yes. So this uh, you're, guy, you're just, sneaky becoming a Yasser fanboy. I can tell. 
I love them. Can't get enough. Yeah. Um, Come on the pod, yes. You know, like Phil said, they're scary motherfuckers, but I can't get enough. Um, so, so this guy, he just loves golf. That's it. Yeah. Loves golf. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hmm, which thing should we go and buy? And it happens to be the PGA Tour. Yeah. Anyway, the, my story is they're on his yacht. These anonymous PGA Tour players are on his yacht. And these two guys- Grayson Murray talking. and some other guys, yeah. <laughs> and Bubba. And they start talking about, they start talking about something. They start talking about Russia or something like that. Yeah, they, in the book, he, Alan Shipnick says, Yasser looks at a guy that he looks at one of his guys. He nods at him. The guy comes over. Yasser hands him his two cell phones and he puts them next to a speaker. And he says to the PGA Tour player, he goes, my people are always listening, even to me. <laughs> How, and, then, and, then, and, then the, and then they said that the PGA Tour player offered up his cell phone from Yasser and he laughed at him. He says, oh, well, we don't care about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's just like, so reading this book, I'm like, wow, this thing is goes so, so much bigger than golf. It's like truly people that are running the world are now getting into golf and and that anyway you should go read it if you're listening and you haven't read it yet it's yeah, crazy just, why people might be apprehensive to get into bed fully with those yeah, people who yeah murdered a journalist anyway yeah no literally and, and anyway so it, it's 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 nuts so um i i think you should if you can sometime for your night owl make the time read that fill book for 10 10 uh, 10 minutes a day it will it would yeah. it would make you happy you think that's um, the right order too i know like I, yeah, I yeah. feel like the live book would really be more interesting to me right now, but and the film yeah, stuff might no, be you more could evergreen. Read, you, but could, you could read the live. You could read. The there's live no order book to the two, right? There's no like. There's no order to the two. He just he <laughs> do no story. And art. he spent the first the first chapter of the book. Spoiler alert! Um, this whole thing that's happening right now with like blowing up the PGA tour has already happened. Did you know that? What do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, uh, Nor In, Greg Norman tried 1960, to do it. 1968, Greg Norman this is, tried to. People don't to realize do it. this is his second round at this. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, no. So Norman tried to do it later than that. But in nineteen, oh, in nineteen sixty-eight, there was all of the the PGA of America, the, right, right, the PGA right. ran golf, and all those guys were like, "Wait, this is bullshit." Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, they're not getting the paid enough. We don't own any. So it's it's kind of like history keeps repeating itself. That now, was a creation of the tour, right? Yes. That's right, how exactly. Yeah, so, so it was just called the PGA, and then the PGA Tour was created. Yeah, no Saudis involved in those, I think. No. Then Greg Norman came, and there was a he had some big he did some big pitch meeting, and basically Arnold Palmer, like he gathered all these guys. He he had all these present he had these you know printouts presentations to show everybody, and he was um, making this big pitch to all the players. Arnold Palmer basically stood up and like poo pooed it and. They all walked out of the room and Norman was just furious and embarrassed. And that's kind of what has led to this vendetta today. It's kind of that Trump story arc where right, Seth Meyers roasted him at that like correspondence dinner. And then he was like, Oh yeah, I'll show you. Like, oh, yeah. be careful what you wish. It's nuts. It's nuts. Um, anyway, that's that's, yeah, that's he, what he wanted been, to be paid. I was gonna say Greg Norman wanted to be paid in motorcycles only, and they were like <laughs> Palmer was like, This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm not here. It's a perfect fit for Liv. Um, so that's what I've been reading and consuming. The other thing I want to talk to you about, what was your reaction to Tiger and Barstool and Foreplay? Or and Tiger in general with no Nike. Oh yeah, um, let's talk about let's talk about that. Yeah. What you want to go with the Nike thing first? Yeah, talk about Nike. What's your re I I don't have an opinion or reaction to that. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I don't I'm just more interested than anything. I think it's 
you know, like most things, I'm nostalgic and I want things to be the way they are. That's why I want the tour to be the tour. I don't want there to be a new live. Like I, I grew up on Nike Red Sunday Tiger, and that's kind of who he is to me. I still think someone made a good point the other day that he owns the Tiger Woods logo. So that might not be going anywhere. So he can interesting. You might not even notice that he's really left Nike. Um, he could just start. He could just basically have TW brand stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of rumors that uh, TaylorMade's working on some kind of new line. Or I don't know if you saw that. Those rumors where they've been posting job things for some new consumer brand under the. I didn't, but I did. I, I went. I went down this hole the other day because I'm like, wait a second. Wasn't the big thing TaylorMade and Adidas and all these guys are now. All these Nike, all these guys are wearing Nike and other stuff in TaylorMade shoots, and I guess a private equity company like bought TaylorMade from Adidas or Adidas from whatever. They they split up a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. I think in that Nike post, that was one of the stranger PR moves <laughs> I've ever seen. So vague. Is it the vaguest message and, ever? And Nike. Like, they neither of them said that they were breaking up. It was just kind of like great run he was like but didn't he awesome. did he not even he didn't even mention the word nike in that post did he no uh, i don't know maybe i don't think so i know he mentioned like phil knight and innovation and stuff but i, I don't know if he did um <laughs> exactly but yeah he he mentioned something there saying like excited what's next see you in la which his tournament is rivera um riviera, riviera yeah when is that in february or march um oh he did say nike yeah so maybe that's when he's going to be unveiling whatever whatever's next for him. But um, I'm sure this had been, you know, these these contracts are so long. I'm sure this is, they've known about this for a couple of years and it makes the whole foot joy thing make sense the last few years where he's been saying, I know he has, he does have orthopedic needs now that he didn't used to have, but he kind of seemed like he was sticking it to them. Like how could Nike not come up with a shoe that works for Tiger Woods, you know, and his new, <laughs> yeah his new walking gate. So yeah. uh, I'm sure this has been in the works for a few years, but um, kind of sad end of an era. But I think it was probably, I saw something Phil Knight had said recently where Nike golf had never made money or it hadn't made money in the last 10 years. It was kind of a loser for them. They had already started getting out of the equipment game. Um, and I think the, I, the idea now is they'll probably go to mostly Jordan stuff. You see that with Scotty Scheffler's wearing a lot of Jordan brand stuff. So maybe that's where, the new golf market is for them is kind of a younger, more ur urban look. I don't know. What do you think? And, <laughs> yes, and Scotty Scheffler is the face. Who, of, who better? Scotty, who better than than the Scotty Scheffler to, to golf, go with a younger, bad more boy. urban look? It's the shit of the ball, but he can't putt. I've never had. A, I think like for for how some of the guys dress on tour, I've never had a problem with Nike guy. It's just like simple. It's plain. It's simple. It's not. It's not like you know it, in your face design standpoint. I got to tell you, I can't. Like Jason, did, like there's going to be this new trend of these new guys signing with you know up and coming <laughs> brands like these Instagram brands, and I have no, yeah. I don't have a beef with Mal Malbin. I've never worn Malbin, but man, Malbin not Is for it Malbin? me. This Malbin, Malbon? Malbon, this like street streetwear, street culture blend in golf, and it has nothing to do with. I'm not an uppity golf guy. Like I just some of the clothes that he, it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. That's like this new wave. That's like this new wave that's happening now with with golf. And so, case I well, think it makes if sense. You... Like COVID, they say was like one of the bigger things for golf, expanding the game, right, and bringing new people into it. Um, so now they're just trying to appeal to wider audiences, and golf's getting younger and younger. So it kind of makes sense why they're doing it. 
to your point, it, I mean, those pants are horrific, but I said to you, what if Tiger went to Melbourne and he wears the red <laughs> Jason Day's uh, then, pajama pants on Sundays now? And then like, just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And then Jason Day is also, so his new sponsors are, are Malbon, Malbon and DeWalt. Like the tool company? <laughs> yeah, that is one of the stranger combinations. <laughs> so, look, I love sponsors. Like, I'm, no. I'm about, I'm about getting paid. I love sponsors. I'm no, sh- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shame. But like, I mean, come on, you gotta have like, let's let's get some like coheat. Let's get some good Brent. Let's let's figure this out. Wait, did I see that your boy Patrick Cantley is a Dewalt guy now? <laughs> I was just gay. You said yes, is, Goldman Sachs and Dewalt. But doesn't he have the Dewalt hat now? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like, know what happened to the goal. He's, oh. he's been Again, a DeWalt. He's, he's been a DeWalt guy. Patrick Cantley, DeWalt. I think he gets a bad rap, Project Pat. He's gonna win a major this year, FYI. Uh, no, his hat, his his hat is <laughs> Goldman Sachs on the front. Oh, is it DeWalt. a new Goldman Sachs hat? The Sachs hat DeWalt on the side. I yeah. thought at the he played at what, the Century? Yeah. Um I thought it was a different looking hat. I was I was no. concerned. But you were concerned. No, he's, he's still there. Him and uh, Dewalt Joey. making a move into golf. I, I'd love to know the reasoning behind that. I don't know. I don't know. I love it. Grow the I love game it. I wish. I wish I had a carpentry. big enough brand. I wish I had a big enough brand where we could sponsor PGA Tour. I bet. PGA yeah, Tour. I have. I have a buddy that works in this world and 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 um, negotiates that exact thing. That'd be great to have him on. It may not be as far away as you think on some guys. What What might not be far away? Like a Dave Gearhart. Oh on yeah, the, on the on the you know or GG whatever. Like who could I get? Who could I get? Like let's let's exactly. have this. Let's have your boy come on. Who could I get for like fifty grand for the year? I'd sign up for that. Oh, I think you would get a lot of guys for that. That could be like the viral play. Let, can you can you be my agent on this? Let's make this happen. Okay. Let's let's make a list for okay. the pod. Do it for the pod. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to my guy. We'll see what we can do. I, it's but just I think, so fascinating. I think because there's so many different places to advertise on on like yeah. the bag the bag is yeah. expensive I think but like on the shirt especially or I watched it's, this it's um, a fascinating world I watched this amazing video last year on this fire fire pit collective which is like a golf they do yeah. a podcast a YouTube channel it's Alan Shipnuck and those guys um, it was they followed this guy Mark his guys this guy's name was Mark Baldwin and he was grinding like Monday qualifying trying to make the tour and he had he had been he had you know had a cup of coffee on the tour. Long story short, he Monday qualifies. He gets into an event and his agent or whoever, he didn't even have an agent, all of a sudden they're like, hey, uh, this bank, some bank wants to pay, wants to give you like a 20 grand line of credit if you wear their hat for the week. And him and his wife were like kind of bummed about it because they wanted cash, but they were like, okay, it's better than nothing. And so he wore the hat. And it's just like stories like that I'm fascinated yeah. by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no it wasn't even that it wasn't it was like mg i think it was like mgm and he him, he got like four nights free and like a fifteen thousand dollar like you know uh, payment that he could use at the mgm casino or something you know it's funny i i was it was on um over the break i was watching the pga championship and they were showing a bunch of the different michael block things but it, he was he did the walk and talk with scott van Pel- i think it was either thursday or friday uh, during the day and then they showed the one he did with Jim Nance on Sunday and just like he had like all this new kind of sponsorship stuff between the two days and I'm, I was fascinated by that like who what, made, what who transpired overnight night? exactly totally 
And then who's totally. like, they got to have an embroidery guy on staff. That's like, we got to get this patch to this. You know, I'm sure <laughs> when I used to work a, a tour event, there were these just like rows and rows of trailers that were, you know, the tailor made, you know, whatever, all the different adjustments up by the practice. But I'm sure they have like ones that are just like screen printing or I don't know, embroidery. That'd be a good, a, a fun video to see like all the behind what happens when so-and-so goes to stardom overnight, has new sponsors and buy saturday morning needs like all new gear with stuff yeah and like like, where's where's blocky staying and like who got that to him and how do they know his size all that stuff is great you mentioned um you used to work at this tournament and it made me think i meant to say you know who won the deutsche bank in 2014 your boy chris kirk were were, were you working at that were you there at that point i think i was i think that might have been the last year i think i did like maybe 2011 through 14 rory won one year um, and I stupidly right. asked a question at his press conference, which was fine. But like my boss is after like, that's not why you're here for I'm like, okay. Rory, in the future, I'm going to have a podcast. Do you want to come you. on it? Love the, oh, love back to, ti- back to, back to Tiger. So did you watch the, what's your reaction to those, the four play guys getting Tiger? Did you watch the video? I did. I thought that video was, was cool. Um, what was the best part of the video to you? Or tell me about the, your reaction to the video. Um, I think that I think I thought the coolest part was just the way he kind of interacted with them. But the I love when he asked for one ball when he went back to the cart Did and they that? showed they showed it they showed it and the guy he's like he he knew right away he's such yeah, a yeah. he's such a little showman he's so arrogant like he was like he knew from the from the second he got there he said I need I need a glove and he went and got one ball yeah I, but I honestly the thing that I I made me laugh the hardest was just. Um, the like the heart monitor thing and like i told you like the whoop like those guys because it's so relatable because like if you knew you were gonna film something with tiger woods you would be like like i think a lot of people would try to play that off too cool and it was pretty pretty honest of them to just be like this is one of the craziest things we've ever done this is the the great white buffalo like this is our guy and yeah, I mean, it's not, it's you don't, honest. your brain, your brain doesn't even like, you can try to not be nervous, but just something ha- in your brain, whether you're playing with like, if, if you, me, and Janko and Kyle Porter went and go played, and you don't think you'd be nervous on the first tee, of course, of course you would, right? This is Tiger Woods. Question for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, just hitting a ball in front of him would have been, of course, you know, your hands would be shaking. But my question to you, what, what's the most people that's ever watched you hit a golf, a consequential golf shot? <laughs> like like 11 10 and that's uh, that's like that's scary right yeah this uh this <laughs> yeah i've never done anything meaningful but no i mean uh, no but you said you've played in tournaments before. i played I don't know okay so i played yeah so so this um there was there's probably two one of them was like the first tee box at the vermont am this year there's just like the, people weren't watching but there's just like there was the the first tee is right near 10 and the clubhouse is right there and a lot of people are going back and forth nobody's really paying attention and it's serious but, yeah it's serious it counts it's real and they're right. like okay he must be these people must be decent if they're here decent enough yeah. and then the other one was um my a, a buddy of mine up here we played in this like they have a four ball event up in, in the fall and and we thought we had won it and we went into a playoff and a bunch of the other guys who like were sitting around waiting, drinking, they decided to come out and watch the first couple playoff holes. And that I was nervous. I was like, there's, there's, you know, eight degenerates drinking 
drinking beers. They really don't care. Who cares? But yeah, you're like, well, I'm nervous. I don't want to top it in front of these people. So to your point, this is Tiger. I love that part of the video when the, the beginning of the video, when they go over and see Tommy Fleetwood and Tommy, Tommy points out that Ty, oh, there's the red and black coming and they all start freaking out was, was just great. Yeah. It was so I, great. I, I had heard uh, something they did a few months ago. I think it was right after they filmed this and they, they were talking about that they had something with Tiger they couldn't talk about until whatever that date was, January or whatever. But they did mention the Tommy thing, so I was watching for that. But they said at some point, it wasn't in the video, but at some point they were like, you need to get the fuck out of here because they kind of know they know him, but he was just fucking with them. Like they put in that part where he's like, I see the red and black coming, but he just was like, trying to make them more nervous they're like all right you gotta get them <laughs> so imagine being so excited and nervous for something that you're like telling Tommy right. fleet would like get, get the right fuck out of here. um what do you think Tiger, of you liked it uh yes i did i don't i it's not they're not my favorite content creators in the golf space uh but i i do think you're right it was very authentic and endearing it was tough to be mad at that you know they were very like it was almost like cute, right? Like the way that they were so nervous and everything and and Frankie just, you know, ripping two five woods and Tiger. It and I'm glad they I, left the trend part in because that's very like authentic because that's what a lot of us would do is just rat about five balls out there and not be able to fix it. And there was, wouldn't be a happy ending, right? And he's that's, like, one more, one more. I'll do what well, I got to hit one more. I got to hit one more. Yeah. And um, you see the other guys like we get 10 minutes with him and we're wasting it on this. What would, totally. what would you do with 10, 15 minutes with him? I think that was right. I was kind of curious. And obviously these guys are good at content. They're smart. I think if you only had 10 minutes with Tiger, I think you only had 10 minutes with Tiger. I think the idea of having each one and, and cause they play a lot of golf on their channel and in their content, I think the idea, and they're like not very good or they're trying to get better. The idea of having Tiger like look at their swings and do one thing that was, that was, that was pretty, pretty good. Do you, do you have a better, do you have a better idea? I actually thought the better part was the, they kind of did an impromptu interview with him at the end and he's a good storyteller, but what, well, how would you have handled that? What would you have done? If you could, if you could pitch it, if you, if you had you and me, you, me, you and me on the driving range with Tiger, we got 20 minutes. What are you doing? And I honestly, I haven't thought about this till I just asked you. So of I, course, that's I, what this I mean, I'm sure we could come up with something better, but I was thinking like sometimes in those situations, you try to get too much done and you, you get nothing done. I would do like focus on one iconic thing. Like, you know, his, his uh or he hits the uh I don't yep. know, like a wedge the thing he yep. kind of dribbles it to himself i yep. just like teach I, like i i've ever since i saw that video i like practiced that my whole life and i i know how to do it not like him but yep. i would be like teach me how to do that or something or like tell me the origin yep. behind that or get him to tell a story that goes back to some his old days or something like yeah that. something like that is good or like, like how about chip, all those girls you were some... banging back in the day like no <laughs> that's some... not the it's not the yeah. route to go yeah, how good? How, what was the brunch like at Perkins? Um, <laughs> the, or like chipping, chipping technique? There's this amazing, like I love yeah. the tailor made, tailor made shoot where like he's like, yo, teach me how to hit that like fifty six runner. I have two two more things that I want to say, say this. It was I kind of was creeped out by Tiger a little bit in that he was so. He was acting. That's not who he really. He can't. He can't be. He. You have to act, and I don't mean creeped out. I just mean like. <laughs> Imagine being that famous at that level. Like you have to basically flip and be in character and like, this is Barstool. These guys want to feel amazing. He can't be grumpy. He can't be snarky. He's got to be like, hey, you like he had a, he almost had this like smile that he was acting on. And the hard part about that format was there wasn't actually enough time to like really give a lesson. So he's like, yeah, just, just do that. You know, and it's like, that's not, that's not how you'd fix Trent's swing. Like if, if you could. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. No, you could tell it was a little robotic, but it was a little robotic, um, but it was great. It was great. Obviously, like so absurd. Tiger just to be a showman gets down on his knees, and he just had this look. And he, he, how good was that? Like he was so proud of himself that he that he did that. Um, have I ever told you about the time I met him? No. It was at the at the tournament, um, the Deutsche Bank. He used to it used to be his tournament. Used to benefit his foundation, and I used to work with his foundation that that ran the event. Um, there was about five or six women that ran it, and. Uh, he just walked into a room, and by meeting him, this is air quotes, I was in a room with about four or five people that work for him and me, and it was like, he hadn't seen them in like maybe three or four months, and he was so genuine, like, gave him all hugs, like, was asking him questions, like, how was like, you know, I just remember just watching him, like, this guy, like, is a, this was a very, like, his face, the way he just acted seemed different, he was like, not. Hmm. And they were like, oh, this is Casey. And he like gave me a nod and I nodded. That was me meeting him. But I just <laughs> observing him was like, this guy cares about these people that work for him. And he knew their stories and stuff. But it was a completely different version like that. Like even that's supposed to be like relaxed tiger. You know, it's not like him. Um, yeah. Well, just because you're, you know, you see the, it's a just a wild juxtaposition of like the super competitive guy who's so laser focused and then being that person it's tough it must be tough to be those two characters um yeah. last thing on the on the thing on the actually as a just a marketing person or creator of some kind what really and i just love watching the golf stuff on youtube what really stood out to me was i'm fascinated in how they do those tailor-made shoots because so if you go to YouTube on TaylorMade Golf Channel they have like all these videos of like Tiger chipping with Scotty right all the guys doing stuff and they all dress up. You've seen the things where they dress up and they do the, you know, funny videos and they hit hit through glass. I'm wild. It's wild to me that they like TaylorMade, if you're on a TaylorMade staff, you they they film for one day and all day they get these like 10-minute segments like and that becomes the YouTube video that or they chop up like 20 videos from that one day and that becomes their years worth of content. But in reality, you see Tiger and Tommy Fleetwood were like over there hitting some like punch shot out of the woods for like five minutes, right? And that's going to be some like, you know, million view tailor-made golf video. That was just wild to see like the procession of that. Yeah. Uh, and where was that? Uh, I, they have some place. It's called like the kingdom, I think. I, I don't, I don't actually. That's know. where that I was? I, I would assume that, I would assume that that's where all that stuff takes I place. I couldn't tell. It looked a little bit, it, looked, it looks a little Pinehursty, but it it probably wasn't there. I didn't know if they were down there for like a practice session since the U.S. Opens there, but um, I it, the four play guys talk about this a little bit, and that's how they got him because in their contract they get him for like they get Tiger for six hours a year, and it's like that day. So they carved out like 10, 15 minutes for them. Six tailor made, one of the biggest golf brands in the world. They get this guy first. He's like, I'll give you six hours. Yeah, or I, that's what I think they just threw that out there. I don't know how accurate it is, but that it's something like that where they. So you're right. They do like the Scotty Scheffler, like the no divot video, like they're doing all that stuff in one day. I'm sure they're getting more Kawa more than that, but um, it's pretty cool. And it's probably very easy to get everyone down there in one day when they say, all right, Tiger, what day can you make it? And he's like, this is the day. And then they go to every other pro. They're like, this is the day Tiger's coming. If you want to do videos so with Tiger, true. The you better show up. Yeah. The logistics of like, yeah, like the marketing team at TaylorMade figuring out like which day are we going to do that. This they they pay this guy forty million dollars. You know, they 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 pay him eight to ten million dollars a year, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'll give you six hours. Yeah, it's that's crazy. the kind of leverage you want. Yeah, it is. All right, what it else? Is. What uh, what do you want to talk about before we wrap up? Anything else? Want to go into some picks for the week? Because I got a lot on on this tournament 
and uh, yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about this week. Go ahead. And and maybe even before we do, we we skipped over it really quickly, but the title sponsor challenge we missed a few weeks. Do you know what the century or what century does? I do now because I watched a lot of it. I thought they were like some type of software company, like a cybersecurity software company. They're an insurance company, which is exactly. And Sony, you're good on. We don't have to. Yeah, it's a Japanese burger chain. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) they may uh, they make cassette players. They do. Um, They uh, they actually actually I bought a I I went down another hole. I bought a I I spent ninety nine bucks on eBay and I bought a PlayStation One. Really. Yes. Why? So you you bought a sixty four like six months ago. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. My son is four, and he started asking. Maybe I showed him one time, but I showed him Crash Bandicoot. Really? And, Just like a video? Yeah, I showed him like a YouTube video of Crash Bandicoot, and I was like, because he wanted to know like other games I played when I was a kid, and I was like, I just, I don't know why I used to love this game Crash Bandicoot, and it, he all he talked about for two months was Crash Bandicoot. So I. I'm a, I gave in and I got I spent 99 bucks on I spent like 40 bucks in the game and 99 bucks and I have a PlayStation 1 and Crash Bandicoot. So you, know you can get Sony. that stuff on your computer. Yes, I wanted the I wanted the experience cuz I'm like okay. I I don't I also could have gotten it like on something newer like a Nintendo Switch but I'm I'm not ready to go full bore on like the video game addiction with them so I figured like getting an older system would kind of like would kind of be a middle ground and it's it's been good so far. And real quick, you don't strike me as a Crash Bandicoot guy. I, feel I like know you, this is this is very weird. I run I, without you strike me as like a sports only kind of guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was yeah, a big one. That's a sport. I don't. I have no idea how I got into Crash Bandicoot, but it's so fun, and I played it all weekend with him. <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> well, so that you're on pace to get to like GameCube by what next August? A hundred percent. That'd be awesome. Um, so this week the tour is going to the America. Uh, they're going to La Quinta, California, or as my wife would say, La Quinta. La Quinta <laughs> uh, for um, the American Express, which is a really cool tournament. It's, I think this is still the case. It's one of the only tournaments that play multiple courses. Um, they play three. They, interesting. So they play. There's three different. There's the Pete Dye Stadium course. There's the La Quinta Country Club, and there's the Nicholas Tournament course. And you play all. You play Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a different one. And then I believe um, the championship one is at Nicholas on Sunday, but I'll have to double check that. Okay. But kind of cool. This is the, also the tournament where John Rahm, um, I think he won last year, but a few years ago, he was mumbling as he went off the course, like, goddamn fucking putting contest. Do you remember that? Oh, that's stuff? right. I do remember that. Um, yeah. I've actually played this course um, multiple times. I've, I've, uh, the Nicholas course, excuse me, I've played. Which which is times. the one? The only one I know is because they show it every year that it has a humongous bunker on sixteen. Hmm. Like they they show this they show this on Instagram all the time. It was just was on. If, if it would be Instagram, like the, I think it would be. This is great. We did, we did some great prep here. Um, That's okay. Yeah, that's what we're here for. I think. Well, all those courses have like a ton of, of bunkers, um, but yeah, I think that might be the stadium course. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's a, it's a cool course. Um, it's another one that always challenges for like the low, I think last year was like 28 under one or something like that. One of the, they're going to set a scoring record again, but, um, have you ever played golf in uh, the desert out there or anywhere in, in even like Arizona, this is Palm Springs. California, no, I've just, but... I've played, I've, yeah, I've played, I played a uh, desert golf in Vegas, but that was the close closest that I've gotten really. And what do you think? 
Uh, looks cool, not that fun for me. Why not fun? Just because like you're either in the fairway or you're not. You're not in play. Like if you hit in the desert at all, you're you're behind a rock or a cactus or. It's or, interesting. Or so I've played. Um, we had some family out in this area in the Palm Desert area my whole life, so we would go out there every year on vacation. So I, I probably when I was like by the time I was 14 years old, like half the rounds I'd ever played were out in the desert. We play, I'd play like two or three times a year at home and I'd play two or three times when we were out there. Um, and actually like if I think I've shot like in the seventies, 10 times in my life. And if I have, I've shot like five or six of them in the desert. For some reason, I, I, I think it has something to do with the, there's no forest lining the fairways that swallow my balls and I'm <laughs> getting you, threes off like, the tee. You're okay with, you're okay with, uh, if I can spray, find can it, I'm okay. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can go hit it out of like a snake bush way out in the desert, but I don't know what it is. I, I it kind of fits my my style more out there, so I I love it. But um, it's it's cool to see. I think any kind of those desert golf stuff, you, you end up seeing all of the the summer these lush green courses of Florida as they work their way up the coast. The tour does during the summer. And this is the, I, I like this, this is time the beginning of, of the West Coast swing. So it's yeah. like golf is starting to get get good and real, right? We have Tory, we have Tory Pines next week. We got the Pebble Beach, and then we're you know we're we're getting into some and good the golf waste now. management will be within the next month or so, right? It's usually yeah. Super Bowl weekend, and that's, that's right. it's a very similar course or style, of course, TPC Sawgrass and yeah. the stuff you see out in um, PGA West. But um, it's a really cool tournament every year. Uh, it will be on later, which is we love the we love those tournaments that finish you know seven o'clock on the Sunday night versus stuff you got to watch the middle of the day. Um, do you have any any recollection of of this tournament? Or I think it's had some different changes over the years, but this is one I think I think Duvall won this one with the like fifty nine with the eagle on eighteen one year. There's been some crazy finishes over the years. No, I've no I I have none. No no recollection. Although it says twenty two of the top fifty in the OWGR playing this week. So the field seems like a good field. I'm trying to find my way to a list of uh, players based on world rankings so I can make picks with you live on the on the spot right now. Um, you know what's the best way to do it? PGATour.com. Go to uh, Leaderboard. and yeah. then Oh, no, sorry. Go to Field and then just click uh, OWGR. All right. I, I think you that. taught me that a few weeks ago and I'm reteaching it to you. But you get Scotty, you get Xander, you get your boy Patrick ah, Cantlay. Here we go. Wyndham yeah, Clark, but I Tom can't Kim. pick. I can't pick any of those guys, though. No, no. I'm saying the field is pretty strong this year yeah. for for What's one a, of these types of tournaments. Yeah. What's our cutoff? 150. It is. Okay. So if we want, we haven't done our picks uh, this year, so we'll re refresh it. We have a season long tournament going where um, we go by money list. We each pick three guys outside the top 150 for each tournament. We'll do a kind of a snake draft uh, at the end of the year. Who has the most money on the leaderboard? is the winner and the loser has to caddy for the other person in a tournament or, or just around or something. Love that. Um, so I'll give you the first pick here for the American Express. Uh, go for okay. it. Bring You've it. had a lot of time to prepare. Bring it. I'm good. I already know who you're going to pick. You want him? Number 150 right on the line? Ah, uh, is Camillo right there? He is? Yeah. No, no, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't want him. You can have him. No, you get the first pick. Go ahead. I have the first pick. Okay, um, my the first pick, fresh from the booth onto the course. Your man, my man. He's ranked number two forty seven in the world. Kevin Kisner. Wow, I like that. He did not play well the other day. No, he did not. He did not. 
But uh, why not? You know, let's. He just needed some reps. He needed some reps. I like. I like kids this week. It, I, I I think I forget where I saw him. He was on maybe Smiley Kaufman's podcast or something this week. He was talking about someone saying like, "Do you would you do this more full time?" And he's like, "Well, they got to show me the money more." So meaning like he's got it's got to be worth more to him to be in the booth than it is to play. But I wonder if that moment comes more you know sooner than he might think. I, I love watching him play, but. Um, he was so good in the booth. He's going to be in the booth for the waste management, which right. is going to have like one of the bigger ratings. So it'll be interesting to see if like he really blows up there. You could have like a Tony Romo situation. Where well, it seems like they're both trying to like hedge a little bit, right? They like the reaction has been good, but they don't have him full time. They don't know who it's going to be. So right, no, but all they need is one of the other networks to, to say, Hey, you want to come work for us? And then all of a sudden there'll be a bidding war. True. Um, all right. Make your pick, sir. All right, I'm going to go two in a row here because we're doing the snake draft. Okay. I'm going to go um, with a Netflix full swing favorite, Joel Dahman. I think he played mm. pretty well last week. Um, and I'm also going to take Gareth Higo, who I believe wow. I won with or came close to winning with earlier this year. Uh, and he tied for 11th last week. Uh, sorry, last year, same tournament. So I got Dahman and Higo. And you get All right, I like here. that. Oh, okay, fine. I'm going to... Do I have back-to-back now? Do I get to snake it? You do. Okay, I'm going to go with um, Mr. 150, Camillo. He's there. He's right at 150. How could I not? It's and fine. You can play him well. And then um, I got another guy that I like. Uh, I like Ryan Palmer, 192 this week. Oh, he was on my list. Ryan Palmer. Sorry, man. If I put Ryan Palmer in a room and Ryan Moore in a room, could you tell me who was who? I wouldn't be able to tell you either of them. I, th- You know, <laughs> as evidence uh, to me thinking that that was Tom Watson who won the 1992 U.S. Open behind yeah. you. Yeah. So. Um, I was going to gift this to you, but I guess I'm not going to anymore since you don't know who it is. Tom Kite. Um, Tom all right. Kite. So my last pick, I don't know who this guy is. I have a little bit of lead of a lead in this, so I'm going to get fancy here. Maybe let you back in. But yeah. uh, by the way, I you got to you got to unlock this. You got to unlock. I'm I'm like locked out of our pool. You got to got to fix. I think that it's because we didn't make a pick for like two weeks. They thought right. we we stopped doing it, but right. we'll, I've, I've got in. a spreadsheet. Don't worry. Okay. Um, I don't. The only thing I know about this guy is his name. I've seen it on the leaderboard a few times the last few weeks, and it's been way down the list. But I'm just going with it because there's nobody in the world who's in more dire need of a nickname, and maybe we can help him with it. But it's Adrian Dumont de Chichard. Oh, I love him. You know who that is? is he, yeah, is he from France? Uh, it sounds like it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's from France. Missouri. No, I love him. Uh, how do you know him? I don't know, probably follows me on Twitter or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, that means he'll be on the show in two weeks. Great. <laughs> All right. So we need a nickname for him. A- Look, A-D-D-C. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I like Shisong. like the Grinders tour. This is, it's great to not pick the big guys, but like, come on, tell me, tell me if I couldn't pick like Cantlay, this, you know, like, like when can I, when, when are you going to let me pick not, how about for the majors? How about for the majors? I can pick like Cantlay. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's all I, I think for the majors, we can. I think for the majors, we can do. You're right. We'll do neon grinders because no one's. There's not really a. That's a hard field to get into. But I think U.S. Open. It's a good one to do grinders though because that's like one where it is P, like or the PGA Championship. You got actual. Maybe we'll do a separate um, PGA Championship. Like, what do you call those guys? The blocky guys. They're like uh, the pro. They're they're club pros. What do you mean? What do we call them? Club uh, no, but isn't there a designation for them in that? Like they're they won their sectional qual. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, club club pros. That's what. Uh, by the way, Blocky's coming that's back. What, don't forget. 
that, that birdie on 18 last year on the PGA Championship got him into Valhalla this year. What was it, so, top 10? Um, I think it might have just been, no, top 15. It was top 15. By the way, I'm sorry to go back into the blocky thing, but there's a great PGA Tour, I think, sorry, PGA um, of America YouTube video of the Michael Block story, just as told, it's about 23 minutes. It's just as told by um, his his Sunday, I think. Uh, yeah, just his Sunday or Saturday and Sunday at the PGA Championship through the broadcast. There's no um, commentary. There's no like hype stuff. It's just what happened on like live TV. It is remarkable. You forget how like crazy that story is and like emotional it is. I know everything since that and him saying that if he had Rory's drives, he'd be the best player in the world. And if Rory had his drives, he would be outside the top, what, 400 or whatever. But that was ridiculous what happened. That's going to be a movie. It's just insane. The whole in one. I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit this. Uh, I was watching that. I made Leah watch it. And when he did that interview with Amanda Balionis, I, I, not I, I there might have been some mist in my eyes the one after <laughs> and, the round yes yeah yes uh you know but, and, and anyway now it's like not cool it's like he's become right. so overblown and so viral but in but that that's moment, what this video is it helps remind it's like this is what this is the unadulterated version of what happened it's not the shit that happened before after it's just like here but it has the nance walk and talk and it's before he was probably corrupted by whatever um yeah. and good for him You've got to make the most out of your opportunity. So good for him. Yeah. But it's a, I'll send it to you. It's a good reminder of like, wow, that's... And, and one of the more unforgivable things of all time, I don't understand it, is that hole-in-one happened. Did you, you watch it live when it happened? I did, yeah. It happened probably like 15 seconds before they got back from break. And Jim Nance comes out of break and goes, here it is, just happened a few seconds ago. And it, like, why do you have to say that? Nobody knows it's not live. Just say, here we go to Michael Block on the, like, there is no, re Jim Nance has zero blemishes on his record, except for this. It's, it makes no sense why he had to say, like, just 10 seconds ago, just like, I know it's going in now that you just said that. Just let me see it live. I don't know. <laughs> it was, that's such a good, it's such a good uh, distinction. I, I don't get it. I was listening to, um, I forget which podcast it was. Maybe it was No Laying Up, but. This summer, there was the Canadian Open, and do you remember who won that? Nick Nick Taylor. Yeah, Canadian. They changed the logo to him. Um, what do you mean they changed the logo? The Canadian Open's logo is now, like, I think I, we'll have to look it up, but it had like a golfer in it, kind of like the PGA Tour as the guy swinging, but it had something in it. But they changed it to him. I think when he dropped the his putter remember you made that bomb like a uh, canadian hadn't won the canadian open in 50 years or whatever and he made this like 50 foot eagle putt on 18 to win it that's where <laughs> what's his name got tackled yeah uh, yeah that was, so the, that new, was there. The, the canadian open logo they just changed it to it has nick taylor in it so this but was made anyway, me think they were talking about this, they were talking about this on no laying up but just nance had this <laughs> nick taylor made this putt and he just shouts glorious and free <laughs> <laughs> which is apparently uh, th those words are in the Canadian national anthem, but it's like, where does he come up with this? Shit? <laughs> oh yeah. Glorious and free oh. Jim Nance with a fantastic call. I love that. Check, check Slack for a second. Look at the thing I just sent you. All right. It's pretty funny. It went from like a Payne Stewart looking guy to Nick Taylor throwing his 
his uh oh that's amazing like that's actually up. great yeah. that's actually sick that's a sick logo it doesn't it feels like it doesn't rbc feels like very like this is a bank this is a big who even yeah. knows if this is a bank that logo does look like no language. it looks amazing <laughs> oh this it's is the just royal the bank of, it's the royal bank of, of canada it is a bank 100 okay, percent. thanks the rbc the Ro- it's the royal bank of scotland spoiler alert. all right pretend this was I a good pod i had fun this was an Im- improv pod i really enjoyed it we can just always do this when we don't have a guest uh i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta jump um case thank you for thank you for for joining us thank you for bringing your your wit and your wisdom i hope i hope everything is uh settles down at your house hopefully i will avoid any of the the plagues here too everybody thank you for listening to this episode of the long game pod send us some listener emails longgamepod at gmail.com and uh, watch the golf this weekend to see uh camillo put on a show but also i like i like kiss and uh i'll, I'll be slacking you later case all right uh Rory, come on the pod i'm sick come on please my pop yeah his poppy also has a stomach bug so come on he's talking the long game